Welcome to Arise Church, where we exist so that you can experience God. I pray that this message will encourage, inspire, and grow your faith in God. Enjoy the message. Oh, y'all can do better than that. Come on, 2020 is over. The new has begun. Oh, come on, who's excited for what God is going to do in your life in 2020? Hey, man, I'm, I'm a little hyped up on double shots of espresso, but I believe that the Lord is really wanting to do something special this year for us. And I love that I get to start the church the day or the year, right? Matter of fact, some of y'all, is the first time y'all been in church all year. Y'all need to... You know, I'm here all day. Thank you. you. Nah, it's going to be a a good Sunday, and I firmly believe uh, that God is going to speak to us and through us. And I just want to just remind you guys a few things briefly. Number one, Pastor Brent will be back next week to do our State of the Church Address. Now, I don't know if you have been here for that in the past, but this is where we get to look at what God did in the past and really believe in faith what God's going to do in the future. And I'm so excited for him to be back. He's going to be back in the pulpit sharing, and it's going to be a good Sunday. Not only that, we'll be having some some merch we're dropping. Yes, come on. Who loves clothes? Come on, yeah. I hope you do. You should wear them, you know. But uh, it's going to be a good Sunday. And last but not least, we are having our next step experience. What It was known as Discovery Class. There's a new makeover change, but that's happening next week as well. So if you want to just learn about the uniqueness of Arise and our DNA and how you can find your next step into the path that God has for you, we'd love for you to join and do that. We're going to get started today. I'm, I got a word. Y'all ready? You got, I, I'm ready. You ready? Before we start, I, I, I want to I read the scripture that we're going to be looking at today just to give us some illumination as we go forward. We're going to be looking at a very unfamiliar book, Habakkuk. It says different ways, Habakkuk, Habakkuk, whatever, you know, it's it's said multiple ways, but we're going to look at this this minor prophet and we're going to start in chapter two, verse verse one through four. It says this, I will climb up my watchtower and stand at my guard post and there I will wait to see what the Lord says. And how he will answer my complaint. Then the Lord said to me, write my answers plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. This vision is for the future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently. Patiently. Some of y'all are like, move on to the next verse. But I want, you, I want you to hear this. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently for the Lord, for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. Look at the proud. They trust in themselves and their lives are crooked. But the righteous, oh, come on, shall live by their faithfulness to God. Woo, that's good right there. I want to spend the next 30 minutes or so sharing from this thought, from faith to frustration, from faith to frustration. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. God, we, we know that we know that the past is still in the past, but that in you, the best is yet to come. So Father, help 
encourage our souls today. Allow us to leave here differently than we came in. Speak to us and through us. We love you. We thank you. And everybody said, oh, come on. Everybody said, come on. Let's give God a hand clap of praise one more time. From faith to frustration. Many of you guys know this. I am a movie lover. I love movies, but I don't love all types of movies. Y'all know this. I'm not into the romantic genre. I'm not into the horror flicks. I don't know why I want to pay someone to scare me. I don't want any of that. I'm not into some of these like slow, mellow, like, yeah, no, no, I want, I want action. I want action. But you know what though? Like I've come to learn that above action, I want suspenseful thrillers. Oh, come on somebody. Anybody love a good thriller movie? A movie where you're on the edge of your seats, like, ooh, what's gonna happen? Like nudging somebody. I love, I love me some thrillers. I love them. I love them. Never forget early in my marriage, before um, we had kids and had a life. Oh, did I say that in the mic? Oh. But we were young and you know, we didn't do anything but binge Netflix on TV. Oh, those are the days. Oh, those are the days when we didn't count calories, we just counted channels. Come on, somebody. And I'll never forget, it was a day I was off and Erica was at work and she left early in the morning and I went on my couch going through Netflix and I found a show. Never heard of it. I'm like, okay, you know, I saw suspenseful. You know how Netflix will tell you what genre? Suspenseful thrillers. I was like, bingo, that's the one. So I put the show on, I start to watch it and man, that show got me. Like, I'll never forget, I'm the type of dude that I love to talk to the TV. Come on, somebody. I'm like, I'm like, yo, oh, oh, yo, big boy, big boy, big boy. Don't, don't go in that closet. Oh, my. Don't, don't you hear the music? Don't go in that closet. Don't, don't, you should not trust John. I'm trying to tell you. I uh, told you, shouldn't have trust John. Like, I'm, I'm one to talk to the, to the TV. And I, I, I notice, like, whenever I go through these, these movies or shows, I, I like get anxious, you know? I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm like wondering what's gonna happen next. And I'm like trying to figure it out and I'm, I'm all anxious. And I got through two seasons, <laughs> 24 episodes each. And Erica comes home. She's like, what you been doing all day? I am, you know, working, cleaning the house. <laughs> I'm kidding, I have been sitting right here the whole time. Can you pass me the milk? You know, like, and uh, she's like, Erica and I have this disagreement where we'll start a show and She'll stop and I'll keep going. We're working through it in our marriage and we'll figure it out. And so she, she wanted to like watch the show. So I'm like, all right, baby, we can watch it together. Okay, we can watch it. I'll start it all over. I'm cool with that. So I'm watching it and I'm going through the same scenes that I saw and she's there and she's kind of doing the same thing. She's like, ooh, what are you doing? Oh, don't you go in that closet. Don't go in that, don't you hear the music? Oh my goodness, he went, don't trust John. Oh girl, you trusted John, oh my gosh. Like going through the same type of, just kind of disposition. And you know, I'm over here chilling, eating cookies, drinking some milk, watching her thinking, hey, hey, calm down. Side note, fellas, again, I'm, gonna tell, I'm, a, I'm here to help you. Don't you ever tell your girl to calm down. That was for free. That was for free. Some of y'all needed that. Some of y'all saved right now. But I, I, I was like, calm down. She's like, it's easy for you to tell me to calm down. You know how the show ends. And I wonder if there's some of us in here this morning 
that are sitting on our proverbial couch next to God, watching our life transpire before our eyes, thinking, oh my gosh, I can't believe, God, don't you, don't you see? Don't you see what's about to happen? And God's looking at you sitting on his cloud of recliner saying, calm down. I know how the story ends. And this church, this is the frustration of walking with God. Because God knows how the story ends, but we don't. We have no idea how it's going to take place. And what tends to happen is because we don't know, we become impatient. Huh? Patience. That is, did y'all know that was one of, that was a, that's a fruit of the spirit? Patience. Patience does this thing inside of us. Patience is when we begin to have unbelief or doubt about the wisdom of God's timing or the goodness of his guidance. It's this thing that springs up inside of us that says, I, 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 don't, know, I don't know how this is going to go. I, I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm full of angst. I'm full of all these things. And patience is something we need, but not often things we practice. A lot of us battle, battle patience, or we try to not to be impatient when we're standing in a long checkout line at Walmart. I don't know why I always bring up Walmart. I don't understand. But you know what I'm talking about. You ever, you ever go to the store, and you're in a rush, and you look at the self-checkout line, and it's all the way to the back of the store? Patience. Like, patience happens when you're trying to combat a huge handicap in your life, or there's a situation that's going on, we become impatient with certain things. And I, I need you to understand God is calling us to be patient. But it's this impatience that creates this frustration. And this frustration creates this vexation, this spiritual constipation, this thing inside of us that causes us to want to do things our own way. Ooh. Our own way. Matter of fact, scripture tells us, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, there is a way that appears right to man, but in the end leads to death. I wonder how many of us in 2021 said, I'm going to do things my way because it's the best way. I don't know about you, but I've learned firsthand that my way isn't always the best way. And it's this frustration that's the tenor of my text this morning you see we have this prophet his name is Habakkuk Habakkuk however you want to pronounce it and he is a man of God a faithful man of God he's trusting in the Lord he's doing all the things that he needs and ought to do but he's frustrated with the things around him God has called him to speak to his people and he's like but they're not listening I'm, I'm becoming impatient so I'm frustrated. And so Habakkuk does what each and every single one of us do when we're frustrated with God. We file a complaint, a.k.a. prayer. And here's, here's his prayer. I want you to hear his prayer. It's, it's very enlightening and, and eye-opening. This is what he says to the Lord. He says this, because it's like a thriller movie, y'all. It's, it's crazy. He says, must I forever see these evil deeds? Why must I watch all this in misery? Wherever I look, I see destruction and violence. I'm surrounded by people who love to argue and fight. 
The law has become paralyzed and there is no justice in the courts. The wicked far outnumber the righteous so that justice has become perverted. I want you to notice briefly how Habakkuk is adamant about letting God know what he sees. He says, must I forever see? Why must I see wherever I Look, he's so adamant, so concerned about having God see what he sees. And I'm here to tell somebody today, because this is what happened. Habakkuk didn't get the revelation that he will later get in chapter 2, verse 4. Because we're in chapter 1. Chapter 2, verse 4, the Lord says to him, the righteous shall live by, by what we see? No, by faith. Let me ask you this. What is faith? What is faith? Because there's this misconception, this misnomer that faith is like some kind of sprinkle magic. It's some kind of like magical words that you say. If you recite this, this would be good. No, no, no. That's not what faith is. Faith is having the confidence of things hoped for and the assurance about things we do not see. That's what faith is. Faith is not how many times you come to church. Faith is not how many times you read your Bible. No, faith is I'm trusting in God even though I don't see him. That's what faith is. What does scripture tell us? Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. I'm here to tell somebody today that we ought to live not by what we see, but by what we hear. So if you want to know what to do when you go from faith to frustration, number one is this. You got to hear the word. You got to hear the word. Ooh, you got to hear the word. Because like some of us think we got, like, we have to walk by what we see. No, no, it's walk by faith. Faith. June marks the death of a world legend and singer, Ray Charles. And Ray Charles' story is unique. And his mother knew this principle that it's not about what you see, but what you hear. So I want her to show you what I mean by checking out this small clip.
You see, sometimes when we take a step of faith and we fail, we lie there crying, thinking God has forgotten about us. But God hasn't forgotten about you, friends. He's right there because he wants you to know, he wants I to know that faith is not about what you see. Oh, come on, church. Faith is about what you hear. Faith is about what you hear. Oh, some of, some of us need to get a word from God about our marriage where the Bible tells us simply that to wives, submit to your husbands. Husband, love your wives as Christ loved the church. We need, to get a, we need to get a word about our jobs that sometimes we need to lift people up instead of breaking people down. We need not, not complain, but encourage. We need to get a word from God about his compassion, that it's not about what you did, it's about what he's done. I need somebody to understand. When we hear a word from God, our faith, is built because I want to put you on notice. The devil, the devil's after to get your sight. Amen. And here's what he does. He allows you to focus on your past because hear this, you can see your past. What happens is in our past, although we may have been redeemed, there are still consequences. And he's going to remind you, look what you did. Look what you did. Look at that. This is who you really are. Don't listen to him. Because if he can get you to see your past, he can destroy your future. But God is telling tell you and I that faith is, faith is based on what we hear, not what we see. Amen. Not what we see. I love how young Ray say, Mom, I can hear you. If you listen close enough, you can hear him. Well, Pastor, I, don't, I, I, I need to hear God. I need to hear God. You want to hear God? Turn on the audio in your Bible app. 
because he's speaking loud and clear. Oh, come on. This is not super simple. I mean, super complicated, super simple. Like sometimes we, we think we need more than what he's already given us. Faith is about what we hear in his word. Because once we get it in us, we cannot be affected about the things around us. God is not contradicting his character. No, he's developing yours. And saying, trust in me. Trust in my word. But Habakkuk, he's having issues. He's like, God, I, I can't see what you want me to see. And so, again, he files another complaint. Prayer. And he's like, God, like, what, what are you going to do about the wickedness around me, Lord? What are you going to do about the evil that's going on in my life? What are you going to do about the decisions? What are you going to do about all this stuff, God? And, and here's what God says. God says something like, you know, you would think God would be like, hey, weeping may endure at night, but joy comes in the morning. Nope. Check, just, I, I want you, let's read this. Habakkuk chapter 1. He goes, <laughs> and the Lord replies, I want you to see how Habakkuk's life is a thriller. Look how confusing God is sometimes. He said, the Lord replied, look around to the nations and look and be amazed, for I am doing something new in your day. Oh, yeah, that sounds good, God. Come on, keep it coming. I like that. Something you wouldn't even believe. Ooh, yeah, come on, Lord. You know, the organ is playing. You're like, yeah, go. Come on, God, give it to me. Give it to me. I am, even some, if someone told you about it, you wouldn't believe it. And he goes, verse 6, I am raising up the Babylonians if, if cruel and violent people. Wait, hold on, God, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute, wait, wait a minute, wait. What happened about the things that we wouldn't believe? I want the blessings. He says, I'm raising up the Babylonians, a cruel and violent people. They will march across the world and conquer other lands. They are notorious for their cruelty and, do, and will do whatever they like. Their horses are swifter than chariots and fiercer than wolves at dusk. Their chariots charge from far away like eagles and they swoop down to devour their pray hold up wait a minute what do you do when things go from bad to worse Habakkuk is he's like God help me out I need I need a word you gave me a word I need I need some help me out help me out God's like I'm about to make it worse it's about to get crazy in your life you know you know a lesson I've learned a long time ago I've learned that if I can trust God's sovereignty when things are going good, I should be able to trust God's sovereignty when things are going bad. And here's what you do. Here's what we do. When, here's what we do when it goes from bad to worse. You rehearse the word that God has already spoken. We have to rehearse the word. Like, I, I need you to get this because we, we like myself, my wife tell, will tell you this all the time, I like to predict movies. I try to at least. I try. I try to predict that what's going to happen next. I, I look at a situation I'm like, oh, this is what's going to happen. And oftentimes I'm right. Oftentimes I'm right. But there are more than enough times where I'm wrong. One writer put it this way. He says, we tend to have assumed omniscience. That means we think we know what's going to happen. We think we know. Oh, yeah, I'm good. I, I know, I, know my, I got a five-year plan. This, 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 this is going to happen. Was COVID in your five-year plan? We think we know. So we, we do things our way, how we want. Then, then go from bad to worse. If 
thing go from bad to work, we have to, I mean, we have to rehearse what God is talking about. Like, what do you do when God doesn't write the movie that you want? When you pin out the script, you write out every line, every, every event, and you say, hey, God, here, produce this. But then the main characters in your life doesn't show up. The people you trust the most miss their lines. When we, when we write out our script for God, God says, no, that doesn't work. Because what you think you need is not what you needed. So things go from bad to worse, from horrible to, like, what, what do we do? I'm telling you, friends, we just rehearse the word. We rehearse that he's the alpha and the omega. We rehearse that he's the beginning and the end. We rehearse that greater is in the the greatest he that is in me, come on, than he that is in the world. We rehearse the word. Rehearse that he says, I'm going to do good things for those who love me and are called according to my purpose. I'm, I'm here for you. But we've forgotten. James writes it this way. He says, when we read the word, walk away, it's like we forget or don't do what it, it's like we forget what it says. We just completely like forget. No, we, we, we have to rehearse it. I will continue to preach the same thing over and over again until I get it right. Because I think my way is better. It's not. I love looking through scripture. Abraham, right? Abraham's a father of many sons. God came to him at an old age and said, hey, look, you're going you're gonna to bear a child. I have a promise for you. Abraham's like, no, I'm too old. And one day God's like, nah, I got you. So Abraham, what did he do? What did he do? He said, you know what? I'm going to go to my tent. He looked at Sarah and said, Sarah, put him some Marvin Gaye because we're about to give birth to God's promise. <laughs> Joseph, Joseph was thrown in a pit. He was thrown in a pit, but God gave him a promise. What do we do? We rehearse that word. So ultimately God raised him up to be the prince of all the land and to be the provider for everybody. What do we do? David who was promised, he was alienated by his father. He was trying to be killed by his mentor. But at the appointed time, at the appointed time, he rehearsed the word that he heard. At the appointed time, God came to pass. Understand, God's timing and our timing are not the same. One great music theologian said this, I'm not always there when you call, but I'm always on time he's always on time so what do I do what do I do pastor when my family's sick what do I do you just rehearse the word that you heard you rehearse you open it up open it up and say God okay I, I, I will do this I, I will keep following I'll keep pressing I'll keep pursuing I'll keep I'll, I'll find a support group I will do what I need to do to make sure that I'm not basing my faith on what I see on what you said. What you said. Back it, it gets to this spot because what we realize is whenever we face trials and difficulties, here's what I've learned. I've learned that in the toughest moments, problems don't, they don't define who I am, they reveal who I am. And again, God is about building you and I up. He's about building us up. Here's, here's, here's Habakkuk. Habakkuk says this. He says, I will climb up to my watchtower 
and stand at my guard post. There I will wait. I will wait to see what the Lord has done. There are two types of people. There are those who will rehearse and there are those who will retreat. Which one are you this morning? Like what is taking place in your life is not a contradiction because we have to say this. This is the confession. My situation might be contradictory to God's character. However, the condition, the contradiction will not allow me to lose my conviction in who God says he is. What do you do? You hear the word, you rehearse it, and then you wait. We wait. We wait. We wait. And patience is, patience is not your ability to wait. Patience is how you wait. How you wait. I was talking to someone earlier, just the first service, and just, it brought to, to my attention this individual was saying some, some unique stuff. It's like, man, you're, you're so, uh, first of all, I love it when people say I'm, I'm younger than I really am. Um, FYI, I am 32. Someone said I was 22. Hello, Shaba. So I, 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 I love it when people like, you know, like, oh man, this is full of faith. And I, I appreciate that. But like, you know what it took to get here? I'm not even there yet. But you know what it took for, for me to continue to fight? My wife and I, I share this a lot because it's, it's truly the anchor of my faith. My wife and I were going through it. And what would we do? It'd be easy to retreat, right? It'd be easy to run away. Ah, quit the church. Ah, go do whatever I want. Go find another family. Go start over. It's, it's easy. And I waited. I waited. I'll never forget this one moment in the middle of our debacle. Erica began to sing. Worthy is your name, Jesus, you deserve. And in the middle of my crying, in the middle of my pain, I just waited. It took years, but I waited. And Erica could begin to sing, keep singing. Jesus, you deserve the praise. Oh, worthy is your name, worthy is your name, Jesus, you deserve the praise, oh, worthy is your name. It's how you wait. Waiting could be in the chair in the pews, coming every single week, trusting that God is going to do what he says he's going to do. Waiting can be just driving down the road, we, we, rehearsing scriptures. Waiting is just waiting on God, trusting that he's going to do what he said he's going to do, that he's going to accomplish what he said he's going to accomplish. Oh, come on. I came to give somebody a word today that we ought to wait on God. It's about, it's about waiting on him. Here's, here's what he said in the scripture. Isaiah chapter 40 says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Shall renew their strength. Shall renew their strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall be mount up with wings as eagles. You know why I like that verse? Because when we wait, God builds our patience to soar us above our problems. Mount wings of eagles, they shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not be faint. 
wait. We hear the word, we rehearse it, and then we wait. We wait. We wait. Would you stand with me? My goal is not to go, my goal is not to go terribly long. Was to get to this moment where we can learn to wait, where we hear the word, we continue to rehearse it, and then we wait. So right now, all across this place, before we continue, I think we just need to practice waiting. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you consider subscribing and sharing this on all your social platforms? If you are moved by the message and would love to share your testimony, please email it to amen at myariseChurch.com. I pray you leave here feeling encouraged. See you next time.